Hello and welcome to the uplevelmind.com podcast. My name is Drasco and I'm your host for this Real Talk segment where each episode I bring on a heart-centered entrepreneur and live on the call coached him through one central question. Are my business problems actually me problems? In that, I help them uncover why despite knowing all of the business strategies and having done all of the business courses, they are unable to get past their current revenue plateau. Each guest leaves with a deeper understanding of what inner narratives and patterns they need to overcome to realize their next revenue milestone. Without further ado, here's today's guest. Today's guest is Chrissy Catling, who is a specialist in the intersection of advanced rapid transformational therapy and intuitive somatic and liberatory practices. She's dedicated to helping people break free from the constraints of their limiting self so they can thrive in their human experience and fulfill their heart-centered potential. So Chrissy, thank you very much for being on. How are you doing today? Well, I'm grateful to be here. Thank you. Definitely. I mean, as I was saying on air, uh, I know like I'm in Toronto, you're in Australia, so it's a bit of a time difference. I'm like, out of all of the things you could be doing in your morning, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy that this is the one uh, that you chose. So I'd, I'd love for you to just start us off with, you know, how did you get to doing what you're doing and kind of what, what are you all about beyond the the bio that I read? Okay. Well, my work um, really morphed out of my own need to heal. I'd spent decades seeking assistance having grown out of childhood sexual abuse trauma and not knowing even about that although definitely knowing things weren't right and being triggered and PTSD as I grew through my teens until memories started returning to me in my 20s but I had a lot of um, physical and psychological sort of symptoms and triggers and challenges to overcome from from that and so I, I experienced many modalities but nothing really worked for me until I hit rock bottom um, through many reasons and completely burnt out and through that period I took that as an opportunity I decided that I had, to, I had to own that I got to that place even though things had happened to me and how I could grow out of that space. So I, I learned new things and sought others to, to sort of um, take on practices and I came across rapid transformational therapy and had a couple of sessions in that and literally that was life-changing and so much so I went from having worked in the creative industries and running my own businesses for a number of decades to um, thinking this was so profound in such a short time that I too would love to help others shift from those places. So I went on to train in this and then blend a little of some of the other things I've learned along my way into my work that bring even greater benefit to my clients. So I work a lot with trauma and, um, but also those who just want to up-level and surpass glass ceilings in their businesses and lives. So there's two sides to the to the client and it's, it's wonderful. Love my work. 
Absolutely. And I mean, what I was going to say was like, hey, I acknowledge you for like having the courage to come onto even a, a platform like this and dive into those things that so much, like so many people just keep hidden. And like you said, it doesn't, it's not just like the, the, the trauma healing, but it also shows up in different areas that are seemingly unrelated. Um, and it's something I deal with quite a lot, even in, in my coaching and it's come up on the podcast before. So number one, I just wanted to acknowledge you uh, for that. Cause I know it's not an easy thing. And two, that sense of like your mess becomes your message. I think it's such a powerful one with like healers and coaches. And again, it's come up quite a bit on, you know, this show and, and in my client work, um, which I respect is such a beautiful way to move into this space. You know, it's like, I, I want to share this stuff that I have with people. I know how beneficial it can be. I know how transformational it could be. Um, so I get that uh, on many different levels. So anything else you wanted to add or, or comment to that? I I really feel dress code. If we have, we're all here still to grow. We don't reach a point where growth stops. And so for me to share part of my story, and although I help people and help people shift in enormous ways I still have things to work on and I think that's that in itself gives people hope that and and confirmation really that we're all human beings trying to do our best and and we can continue to learn forever really I'd hate to stop learning 110%. And I mean, I could not have also planned a better segue to move into the, the the part that we're here for, which is to basically see how I can support you. Um, so I know you you mentioned off air a few things with regards to seeing like feast and famine cycles uh, within your business. And I mean, I'm not surprised that you're self-aware, but some of the things you shared with regards to being visible is not something that historically has been safe for me. And now it's affecting, you know, how I reach out to clients or how I position myself in the business, which obviously there's going to have ripple effects on the feast and famine. So that's how I understood kind of where you're at uh, from our offline conversation. So why don't you break that down for me now and we can dive deeper into it and take it from there. Okay. Uh, feast or famine, um, I think that's been part of my story for a long time. When I was getting ready this morning, I, I really thought that's not just part of this work, but possibly all my work throughout my life as a reflection of myself. And it's difficult. It provides, um, brings up lots of challenges, not just for me, but, you know, I share my life with my partner, so he's... Um, also, you know, th that we have, you know, my income is strong and then I dip away. If I had um, a more continued um, client engagement, then I could build more structure around what I do. So I, then I could implement, um, I could implement more that supported me. So that would, that would be fantastic so I'm really caught in the, that zone of still doing a lot for my self within my business 
that at times when I get a wonderful download of clients, um, I say download, it is a bit like a download from the universe. I then at times feel a little overwhelmed by that because there's a lot to do in that space. Um, some of the business side of that, reading clients for sessions, pre-sessions and sessions and their follow-up. Um, and just that financial one minute's all on, the next minute it's turned off is not a particularly great lifestyle really. And I do believe that is a reflection of myself. So I'd love to glean anything from you. And the visibility for me as a child, um, look, I really do understand where my my sort of fear of stepping forward into the world in the way I would like to is has been hindered because not just by the acts themselves that I was I experienced, but the things that I was told to keep me quiet. And so keeping quiet was and and being sort of vigilant about keeping my world small and was a way I, I began my life. So I've done an enormous amount of work on that aspect. It now feels like a, it is a story, my story, but it doesn't sort of impinge on my life. I'm not triggered anymore. I don't live in, <clears throat> even though my voice is cracking, I don't live in fear like I used to, which is amazing. But there are still things to, to move away from, I suppose, or not even that, just to shift that reality a little more. 110%. And uh, I think the, the first part that's obviously clear to me is like, and I think I mentioned this before as well, um, I, I, it's like the awareness piece of like all the interplay of all of the things I, I don't think is an issue for you, which again, I'm not surprised because you are a coach. So I think the first place that I would start is given that you are a coach and you are so aware of all of the patterns and how they interact together. Um, if you were your own client, how would you coach yourself through this? Well, I don't coach. And I think that's, you know, rapid transformational therapies and so much coaching. It's the use of hypnosis to access the subconscious mind. So we, I instruct clients to find and reframe the traumatic scenes that have created, their minds created certain beliefs, patterns of behaviour from. There is an element of guidance in that, but I don't coach like you do. So I don't know if I can answer that properly. Perfect. Totally cool with that and makes sense. So in that case, let's just start with the piece from the top, let's just say the feast and famine, right? So you could argue that objectively, that is just not being consistent enough with the lead generation activity. So like what, what behaviors, what habits, what actions are you consistently doing or not doing that would create the outcome of, okay, I consistently have people. I don't have to go through this dip and then the upswing when I start to panic in the dip. So is there something that you are doing or not doing to perpetuate the lack of consistency in those efforts? That, that's the strangest thing. No, there isn't. 
I can be not doing any social media work. I can have not, you know, and I'll get, I'll get this. As I say, it's almost like a download of clients through. And then, I mean, I could be working hard on that side of my marketing and there'd be nothing. And then I might sort of almost not give up on that because I'm not a giver upper. But um, no, I can't. I can't see that correlation at all. Perfect. So when these clients, like you say, download, right? And and to just be clear with the terminology, when I, you say dial, I just what I'm interpreting it as is like you just get an influx of clients, correct? Um, seemingly out of nowhere. Is that correct? Absolutely. Okay. Perfect. So what is generally happening in and around a time that that comes into play? Again, if, and I've, because I've been aware of this pattern for some time, I can't tell you what that is. It's, I'm, it's not as if I'm peaceful and blissed up meditating every day for weeks and weeks to feeling dreadful. Like I, there's, there is nothing that really I could share with you that brings some light to that. I wish there was. I then I could do something about it. Perfect. Yeah, and I mean, I'm just poking and prodding to to see where we. Yeah, can. yeah. So absolutely, that's totally fine. Um. Okay. So same question on the marketing end, because you're saying that there's periods where I go through a lot of effort to bring clients in and nothing happens. So tell me more about what's like what are you doing and what are the results look social media and i have never been the best friends so it's a big effort for me because that's part of my visibility thing though um most recently i've spent some time creating a new facebook page that speaks to my client the one that's safe and sort of more mainstream um that's generating interest i can't say i've actually got anybody who's gone i need to, i'd love to connect with you but it, that's early days i have a pretty good website and we upload various links to uh information that comes through that confirms that what I'm doing, especially on, say, the science side of things, we might have like a Dr. Joe Dispenza um, article that often drives traffic to my website. Um, look, I don't, I don't spend a lot of money on marketing. Um, it's, it's not, I'm. I'm not doing a lot. I'm doing some, but not a lot. Okay, got it. Um, in those periods where you are doing something, you mentioned mm -hmm. that while I'm focusing oh, on these clients that are safe and more mainstream. So the clients that you do have that seem to come out of nowhere or that have been with you for a long time, would you consider them the same safe and mainstream clients as well? Uh, look, the majority, 
Those songs speak what I would call a more, I'm sorry, the, someone came to my front door. Um, I would say the majority of clients are quite mainstream. Some have a more spiritual um, side to their life so I can speak with them where it's still very grounded but there is there are elements of that in what they'd like to explore or just who they are and how they feel they interact or are in the world. Um, most, most come with trauma-based backgrounds. That's, so that's a reflection of my, my work and my life. Got it. Okay. So then what's your, and I guess I'll reflect back to you what I'm hearing, right? So you're saying, okay, so I spend a lot of my marketing efforts on these like safe and more mainstream clients. And then when I ask you, okay, well, what are the clients that you're getting seemingly out of nowhere? You're saying, okay, well, the majority of them are also the safe and like mainstream. Okay. So just before I go on, is that accurate with regards to what your experience is? Right. Okay. So what then is your definition of, of safe and mainstream? I'm sorry, could you say that again, Jessica? I've got this noise in the background with the front door business. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't hear it on my end, so at least. The... That's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what is your definition of safe and mainstream client? Safe and mainstream means I haven't, the safe is on my side of things. I haven't shared with them my more, look, spiritual such a large word. And it's to me, it's a word that doesn't quite fit a soul presence um, that would probably possibly be better. Spiritual, if it's very broad. Um, but if I spoke to that person, I would be speaking to the light worker of the world, you know, and light workers are the healers. You, you might even fall into that category. Um, that leaving that out for me means I'm, I feel safe. I'm not questioned necessarily by maybe my family or, you know, people thinking, oh, you know, where's Chrissy? Where's Chrissy gone? She's gone down that rabbit hole. And um, so needing to keep everything, well, yes, safe, sort of in this particular life structure because the la I, what I don't really want to do is attract um, a client who who would they be? I still want grounded those those um, working in the world, being part of the world. They can become. They could be doctors, the CEOs, to the healers, to the to those still working in our world. Um, but know they're here for so much more. And so they have this a heart calling or knowing that uh, what they're doing isn't really serving them or necessarily serving the world in the way they were meant to. 
um, that's probably the best way I can explain that. And just to be clear, you do want to attract people like that or you don't? I'd love to attract those people. You'd love to. Okay, perfect. So you mentioned, um, like when I asked you to clarify the whole safe um, and mainstream aspect. So before I even dive into that, the clients that you are working with right now, do they fall into that description of kind of like the leaning towards like the the light worker, um, but are also grounded in the sense that they're doing things in the world. Like they're not just like, like, like they have a certain level of stability in the world that they're ready to like dive into this work. Like that's kind of what I heard. So is the majority of your clients already doing that particular thing? No, it's not a conversation I have with any of my clients. It's not. Okay. But you would like to have more conversations like that. Absolutely. Okay. Got it. And right now, safe in terms of going out and being visible to attract those people. What I'm hearing when you describe safe is like, I am optimizing to not be judged by those close to me versus optimizing for being heard by the people that I want. So right. what lands for you there? Um, I'm optimizing being safe, so I'm not judged. Okay, perfect. So that I think is the first hurdle for you in terms of visibility. Because if you're optimized for never judging, then you're basically optimized for activities and messaging that isn't like triggering to any of these people that you think are going to judge you for this. So is that something that is new for you or you already knew this? Like, where does that land for you? Okay. Could you say that again? That didn't, you know, it's interesting when something is not heard well, that's normally that's where I'm, I've got most to learn. Perfect. So was it like an audio issue or are you just your brain tuned out? No, or... just my brain. Okay, perfect. So again, <laughs> great on you for noticing the defense of it. Okay. So basically what I was getting at is if you are aware that you're optimizing for essentially not being judged, like essentially that that, that is where your marketing efforts are going to optimize, to be as diluted as possible so that I don't get judged. Is that awareness something that is brand new for you or I kind of knew part of it or I didn't know part of it? Like, where does it land for you in terms of your realization? Within the last five years, and especially with this work, before it didn't touch working in the creative industries, it was more my personal life. Mm -hmm. Now it's something I'd like to combine with my work. I mean, the work doesn't change. You know, someone might still want to come an up level from um, limiting beliefs that have been created during traumatic experiences, but then it just, there is a language that also can be utilised about, you know, you are a human living a, you're a soul living a human experience. There can be those things placed in um, in language that speaks to that person where the moment I leave all that out, it it doesn't get spoken at all. 
Got it. Okay. So if it's five years that you've kind of been aware of this, like I'm, I'm optimizing to not be judged, then what do you think is working against you to not act on what you're aware of? I, I believe if we are true to ourselves, then we will attract, there will be a greater flow because I'm that resonance or my vibrational energy is actually then drawing to me and engaging to me those that actually do want to work with me rather than those who relate to me because I've I work with trauma because that's also been my past experience. Does that make sense? So I'll reflect back to you what, what I heard and you can correct me where I, I might not have heard it correctly. So what I heard was that, okay, so if I am authentically being like who I am, kind of like the lighthouse that's going to attract the people that I want and it's coming from an authentic expression of who I am, that will naturally draw the people that I want to work with, which is opposite of if I'm constantly talking about the trauma, then it's just attracting it's such a kind of like it sounds like people from the past or people that you have moved on. Correct. Is that perfect. accurate? Yeah, yeah. Okay, perfect. So why do you think it's hard for you to express authentically? It's such a wonderful question. I ask myself nearly every day. Um There is a, um, wow, there is a deep, I just, I have worked on this most recently, a deep fear of being seen. Okay. So what is, like, to the part of you that is scared of being seen, because here's the thing, like you you already are being seen. Like the virtue of the fact that you're here, I think that that's obviously diving into that. So you have evidence that you have that courage muscle to be seen. You are on social media, you are getting clients. So it's not like you're completely blocked off from being seen or being visible. But I'm not being authentic. Okay, perfect. So what does authenticity actually mean to you or to the part that's afraid of it it means entering into a space in my life that i don't know what is really there and available to me okay so then are you afraid stepping into the unknown okay so is that then a fear of unknown is it a fear of uncertainty or is it a fear of visibility I'd say both the unknown and being visible. Okay. And to you internally, especially emotionally, are they two separate things or do they overlap? No, they overlap. Okay. So unknown and visible. So if I am visible in my most authentic way, that is a scary black box that I don't know what the outcome is going to be. 
Correct. Okay. And there's also this element that is when good things are happening, bad things will follow. And I feel if I really stepped into my joy, there is that the unknown could be terrifying rather than joyful. Which is also a great belief to have if you have a feast and famine cycle continuously in your life, right? How, how is that? Well, what comes after something good, something terrible, right? What comes after a feast, the famine. Like, like your, your financial pattern mimics that particular belief. It also mimics my energy. I don't know if you know of anything with human design. I, I know of, of it. I, I don't like I'm okay. not an expert by any means, but I've I've had sure. it and I know So of I'm I'm of a type that doesn't um hold energy or have this sort of long, easy stream of maintained energy. So that is also something. So naturally I have peaks and I can run well for a few weeks and then I have a real dip for a number of days. It's not there's nothing wrong with me. It's just how I function. I used to think that, but I don't anymore. I understand that. But so that's also naturally happening in my human experience energetically. Perfect. So I would then say if you do know that, right, that that can be used also as a gift. Because what I would see for you on a more strategic stability level, right, is, okay, so if you know that I'm going to go through these cycles of peaks and valleys energetically, I get to create certain fail-safes in my business that perpetuate what needs to be done in order to continue to be financially supported in those valleys, Right. So whether that's structuring things so you have rest built in, whether it's you work on these times, whether it's I have people that do like there are ways to create the leverage to basically buffer um, against that. And not in terms of like judgment or like I have to work against this weakness, like quite the opposite. You're just creating the structure to optimize for like when I'm at my peak everything's moving forward and we're creating, you know, kind of like you have, you know, like you're preparing for winter, right? Like winter's coming. So you're preparing all the things you need for that so that when the winter does come, all the stuff is already set up. Okay. So totally agree. Yeah. I, I, and I'm starting to work more that way. That's the trick though. Um, Drasco, when I have feast, it's terrific. I've got funds to put, towards some of that structure, but then when the famine hits, you know, I can't give certain things, say, to somebody else to do, and I need those someone else because Tech and I aren't particularly great together. I've got one of those magical kind of energetic bodies that touch a computer and <laughs> might fry. So I, there's a lot of things in the world that I... I see some of my colleagues being able to build and use themselves. I have to give those to someone else to do. So 
there's also needing to fund that in order to create the structure. So I've got it, I sort of caught in between quite often. But yeah. I do see it. And yes, as things grow, which um, is my plan, I will be able to put more of that in place, definitely. 110%. And, and I'm not at all discounting the like the limbo stage you're in right now where it's like, okay, I have to get through these cycles and I got to like move the baseline up. 110%. That's, that's generally going to be the messiest part of moving through this, right? Yeah. It's necessary, but I'm not discounting <laughs> how uncomfortable the messiness actually is. So yeah, I totally get it. Um, okay, so if we then backtrack right because like again you're aware of a lot of different things but going back to this fear of the authenticity so part of the fear is okay so if i am authentic it is going to go into this black box where i'm uncertain as to what is going to happen and there's also this inherent fear that okay well if something good happens that's going to be followed by something bad so i better just kind of stay where i'm at because it's more predictable so before I go on, is that accurate with regards to? Right. Absolutely. Okay, perfect. So what... it's doing me in, but it's def it's definitely predictable. Yeah, it's okay. So that's the advantage to staying where you're at. Like yeah. subconsciously that that's the appeal of not changing. Okay. Correct. It's the subconscious mind's number one job is to keep you safe. Correct. Right. So what do you think it's trying to keep you safe in terms of your authenticity? Some form of persecution or or being misunderstood. Okay, so tell me more about that. Being misunderstood. So both. What 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 okay. do these things mean for you? Look, persecution just comes. So without having given that any real thought, but you know, I'm pretty on par with my thoughts or feelings. Um Persecution probably comes with, well, misunderstood. They're almost together, hey. They're about being seen as um, you think you're special or you're the heretic or you're whatever people would or you're off with the fairies or whatever sort of doesn't because you're not fitting into the mainstream, um, you're less mainstream. Okay. So that's the persecution side and also the misunderstood side because, well, they don't understand what it is I'm actually trying to do. They're just labeling me with these persecutions of you're a fairy, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Okay. So if you did show up authentically, what would you say? 
what would I say to my audience or to to those people or uh let's just go with the audience okay okay so off the top of my head I haven't spent any real time on this so that there's no great um, at the end of this so don't worry <laughs> you know there, there won't be a report card <laughs> that that we are souls living a human experience. I mean, that's spoken. Um, that's not anything new. And so the level of blockages that my clients, if I'm speaking to my client audience, could be experiencing are not just from this lifetime, but I, but also their ancestral, their soul's life experience. When it happens naturally, in client sessions with clients who um, we don't have this conversation with at all, have even regressed to past life scenes, which surprises them, doesn't surprise me, but... Um, they do recall and we clear those just like we would a life memory from this particular lifetime. So yes, that we are souls living a human experience and that trauma and the areas of their life they'd like to, that are limiting them, creating either suffering or their inability to be um, to tap into their full potential is is multi-layered and I can work with all those layers with them and help them so they can be grounded and live in this world um, in the best possible way. Because, I mean, we're here. You know, it might be great to talk about, I remember X, Y, Z lifetimes, but we're here living this experience and to get the best out of this particular life experience. And how did it feel saying all of that? Great. And, and it actually felt more grounded than my head has allowed me to feel. Okay. And normally when you stop yourself from having the experience you just had, what's the part that gets in the way? The head or something? Oh, totally. Okay. Perfect. I actually don't think I've answered a question like that before. So that in itself gave me a whole new way of seeing what I would be saying. Okay. Most helpful. So basically, you haven't given yourself the space to even be authentic online. No, never. Okay. Although all the images I use, I can't not, I'm um, from a creative background. The images I use are very um, quite spiritual. I mean, I've had family who go, why don't you just put a nice, you know, pot plant and a cup of tea on the table, look rather than maybe some beautiful sacred geometry symbol or something. But that's not, and I've, I've never taken offense that that's not me. 
I'm so very drawn to certain imagery and I do use that. Okay. Um, so in that case, you're already getting a teaser of the judgment that you were anticipating. Yeah, there is a small reflection there. Okay. And how painful is that reflection or that? It was actually less painful than I thought because I just thought, well, that's you. I actually really, I look and go, oh, I would love to be able to put those simple, beautiful images of a cup of tea and a plant on a side table and say it's, but that's not me. So, and that part of me, the visual aspect that I, um, to amplify my message, I'm already doing and I cannot not do. So that's really interesting. It's the words that yeah. I haven't found yet. Correct. You're you're already playing the radio station. You want people to hear. You just haven't turned up the volume. What a cool way of putting it. Thank you. You're very welcome. And if the people that you are afraid of are already judging you, maybe, okay, smaller degree than if you said what you just told me here, you know, whatever, on your profiles, et cetera, at the end of the day, you already know exactly what it is that they're going to say because they're already saying it just in a smaller way. So you, you've you already experienced the hurt, maybe not the full magnitude of the hurt, but you've experienced the hurt of that. You've experienced the negative consequence that your brain has been afraid to actually do. So if it felt good today for you to actually vocalize your authenticity, and you're already kind of doing it, is the path for you to be authentic online really, like is the gap really that big or is your brain just making it that big? Oh, I, I think it is quite big. I've shared with certain loved ones about a book that I've started to write that does describe two lifetimes that sort of have been shown to me ver through various um, times in my life that I didn't put my hand up and say, hey, show me. I might have gone to have reflexology or whatever and, and, and memories have come to me and not just once but um, continually knock um, if you'd like, knock on my soul to say you, you're here to share some of this with the world. When I've actually shared my story with some, it I have a sense of everyone running away mm -hmm. and thinking like I've just opened something that is so incredibly special to me and I've shared it with the wrong people. And it doesn't feel good. Right. And you're denying the right people the experience of hearing that because you're so focused on the wrong people. Right. So if you want to connect more with the right people, is it serving you to keep looking at the wrong ones? 
No, it isn't. But the only thing in sharing it would say the wrong ones, which may be my loved ones, and no judgment to them, is I get, it feels like then I'm walking around as a secret in the world. And I don't want to actually be a secret. I don't want to have to dumb myself down to fit in. And yet that's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, that's going to reflect back is you're already a secret. You're just actually a secret to the people that need you most. Yeah. So what's coming up for you when I share all of that? When, oh, my body, my heart's really going off. Um, there's a lot of truth in that. And it makes me think of, uh, do you know of Mind Valley? Mm -hmm. um, there are so many um, facilitators or practitioners and people holding courses on Mind Valley who are all of this world that I'm sharing with you, who um, live, live like we all do, eat food, <laughs> bathe, sleep, you know, life is here on earth, but also have these extraordinary gifts to share with the world. And they have an enormous audience. Whether I have an enormous audience or not, I have I hold myself back. I feel sad about that. Correct. And like you're already, it's kind of like if you were holding yourself back so as to not experience the negative repercussions of these loved ones, I'd be like, okay, like this is, like I get what you're being protected from, but you're essentially already, like you're, you're the worst nightmare of this part of you that holds you back. It's actually already happening in very small doses. Like they are already commenting. They are already asking you, why are you doing this? They are already not receptive to like your, you know, big dreams and ambitions. So realistically speaking, the only people that are suffering here is you who has to continue to play small and live with that inner tension. And then the people that could actually benefit from all of the, like you showing up authentically, being that lighthouse that would attract them to you know the gifts that you can provide them so it's like all, all of your issues and isolated to, to this particular area stem from optimizing for the worst case scenario that in many ways you're already living correct so really then it comes down to are you ready to let go of the optimizing for the wrong people so that you can be of service to the right ones. It is a wonderful question. It's a wonderful way of putting that because I've always just looked at it very one-sided, which was the fear of being judged versus missing those missing out on hearing side of it 
I have a few of my friends or colleagues that say, I can't wait to hear that story or, you know, read that book or whatever it is. There are a few who genuinely um, see more of me because, and we're aligned on that sort of more being the way showers and light workers of the world sort of language and, you know, it's, and I, when you say all of that and I use that word, um, again, it, because it's been so, it could be taken as you're off with the fairies and there's nothing wrong with those who are either no judgment held at all or you can be um, just feet on the earth, mainstream, healer, worker, homemaker, whatever, with a, a more vast sense of what it is to be human on the earth. And I'd love to talk to those people. Yeah, and even if you go one step even beyond both of those because basically like it's a better question than the one you initially came in with which is like okay well in what bucket do i pour my energy into which is why it's a better question but i think the even better better question than that is i'm pouring all of my energy into the people that don't actually even want it or need it instead of re-pouring it back into me and shining forward because like even at the beginning we talk about your feast and famine it's like okay well i just get this download of clients well if the most successful quote-unquote marketing strategy for you was like an anti-marketing strategy which is like i am just kind of being myself and like you said it doesn't mean being blissful but like maybe if you paid attention to when those times come up is there a connection when you are in some ways more authentic versus not? And as an experiment, it's like, okay, well, what if I just poured the energy back into me and then allowed that to shine and see what happens? Will that get me better results than all of the other things that I've been trying? So it's, it's really like it's, it's a reallocation of energy question, not like a how question or, or what am I doing wrong or, or what do I have to overcome? From what I'm hearing here, it's like, I don't think there's actually much for you to overcome other than continue to make a stronger courage muscle. Overcome myself. Well, I mean, that, that's one way to put it, but I think the other way is like simply, yeah, there's obviously things you can overcome on like the essentially the people pleasing aspects, like why is their judgment more important than my own or the people that pay me? Sure, we we would definitely dive into that. Let's just say if we're working together and, and clear up what needs clearing there. But I think you have enough momentum that even if all you did, forget spending more time in that space because you're already good at that space. It's like, what if all you did was pour your energy into getting a better courage muscle? And again, courage, it exists only in the space of fear so the fear you feel at being judged is real is valid and the consequences of that fear are already happening to you in small doses so if you just pour that energy into more courage to do what you can already do because you just did it on this podcast which is 
this is what I would say. It's kind of like like that. That's the one domino that can knock out a lot of the other ones. Well, we're all frequency, so. Yes, I yes. Okay. Definitely yes. So, I mean, I know there's a lot of different areas we can dive into uh, on this, but I, I do I have a hard stop. And in this is for the top of the hour for me, but as you want to know from your perspective, like, is this complete for you as far as like mapping out what the dynamics are here, or is there still something left outstanding? No, that um, Jessica, that built a beautiful bridge for me today. Um, and not just a bridge, but for taking, well, yes, for taking that next step, but also just the, there were many um, deep insights that I've taken away today. So I think I'll, I've got a lot that I can enjoy and sit with. So um that might I'd love to have a re-listen to this too so I can take all that in a second time around. Um it would be delightful to continue this conversation, but I've had a wonderful hour of your time. So I thank you. Absolutely. You're you're very welcome. So why do you then close us off? And in the most authentic way possible for you, um, just let everybody know, you know, where to find you, who's the best person to find you, floor is yours for that. Well, that's very kind. Uh, currently, my business is called Access Your Own Healing. So it's websites or one word, accessyourownhealing.com. It speaks more to the trauma clients than it does those who have come from trauma background but also aware that their life is much more than just this one here on this earth but that's what they're here to do to bring forward their heart-centered align and bring forward their heart-centered potential <clears throat> accessyourownhealing.com will also give you a an inquiry through Squarespace, so you can contact me and I can be in touch with you. So that's probably the best. Thank you. Beautiful. You're very welcome. Um, so thank you very much for practicing your uh, courage muscle to, to be here and show up uh, authentically in this container. And for everybody else listening, we'll see you on the next one. Thank you.